Sponsored by Suaco, Gevi, Nota AI, One.network, and Navtech Radar from Los Angeles, Highways Voices at the ITS World Congress 2022. Well, not quite yet, but we will be in a couple of weeks' time, and here I am for a preview of what's being discussed at Congress in Los Angeles as we look forward to the world's ITS industry arriving in LA for a week of discussion, demonstration, exhibition and networking. I'm Paul Hudson, and in today's podcast we'll find out about the event programme from one of the people who's put it together, hear from three exhibitors and have some advice for free time if you're in LA. But don't give up listening if you're not going to be in Los Angeles, as what we talk about has implications and ideas for anyone involved in highways and transport technology. And if you're not going to be there, what better than a trusted guide every day giving you a flavour of the event? It's Highways Voices from Highways News, sponsored by Swarco, Notar AI, One.network, Navtech Radar, and Gevi. Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one stop destination. Destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries and our must-read daily newsletter. Normally we'd have Adrian Tatum at this point of our podcast, but he returns next week, so today we'll kick off with our guide to Congress. What not to miss at Congress with Eric Sampson. You may remember on an earlier Highways Voices podcast when we looked ahead to events that were taking place this autumn, or if you're listening in North America this fall, or if you're listening in Australia, I suppose, this spring, um, we talked about the fact that the ITS World Congress is a bit like the Olympics. There's so much going on, so many different things. It's not an athletics event, it's not a boxing event, it's not a cycling event, it's an everything event well in the case of the ITS World Congress it's like that as well how on earth are we going to navigate through the whole thing well I'm really pleased to say we have as our guest on every highways voices when we're in Los Angeles Professor Eric Sampson who's chief rapporteur and is one of very very few people in fact he might be the only one left who's been to every single World Congress since they started in Paris uh, Eric is going to join us every day when we're in Los Angeles to mark your card on what you should go and see when you're there, which are the key sessions that he would recommend you go and take part in. Let's get an idea of the overall theme of the World Congress 2022 in Los Angeles. I've joined by uh, Eric now. Eric, thank you again for joining us on Highways Voices. What can we look forward to when we all head over the pond to Los Angeles? Thanks, Paul, for the invitation. I think the first thing I want to say is it's going to be big and it's going to be big for two reasons. There hasn't been a World Congress in the United States as opposed to North America since 2014 and it's clear from the, resi- uh, the, the registrations there's a big pent-up demand. <clears throat> the other reason it's going to be big is that it's in Los Angeles, California. It's a city known for cars, it's famous for congestion. It's also got some politicians who are being very forward-looking in how to solve it. It's got the Olympics coming in 2028, and they've got a programme of 28 big transport-linked projects to address the Olympics. And the two ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach handle 40% of the imports into America. So not least as a consequence of that, it's going to be a big meeting. It's going to be bigger than Hamburg. 
There's a smaller number of sessions overall, but they're one and a half hours, all of them, whereas Hamburg was a mix of one and a half and one. So there's a great deal going on. I think the big thing that strikes me is technology is very much in second place. Previous congresses, particularly in the States, have been very much about what can we do with technology, what's missing, where do we need to innovate, where do we need to have development programs, where do we need advanced research. That's much less visible in LA. What is very visible is sessions about how do we get gender equity, how do we get accessibility, how do we deal with... I'm putting it bluntly, and people who can't afford what a lot of the population can afford. So many of the sessions have got this emphasis on spreading the benefits, understanding how best to deliver to a new range of customers. So is that the big issue this time? Because you know how, as we go through years, there are buzzwords. So we've had driverless vehicles, we've had smart cities, we've had mobility as a service. There have always been certain things that have been the key thing that we got very excited about at a specific World Congress. Do you think that this year in Los Angeles, it is going to be about equity and opportunities for all? I do. The headline transformation by transportation is it's a bit sort of fuzzy in what it's trying to say but it's really saying how can transport make life better for everybody not just the guy who's worried whether to buy his second executive jet and where to park it but how people in built-up areas in cities who haven't got any public transport what can transportation do for them So, yes, I do think it is very much a sea change in the content of the Congress. Which is all very good, but it is an intelligent transport systems Congress. So where do you think technology comes into this? I think I'd turn it inside out and say, if I was talking to a lot of politicians managing Los Angeles and they said, what can you do for me? I would be tempted to say, I've got the technology that will do anything. If you describe clearly what it is you want, I will find a solution for you. Some of them will be more expensive than others because they're just less well-developed. But in 2022, technology ought not to be a barrier. We can do just about anything. What we're not clear on is what is required by the customer. You spent your career in the department for transport you've worked in government you understand the inner workings of government and i'm gonna wager that you can change the language you can change the geography but government is government everywhere in the world how would we sell the technological solutions and how would we talk to government about understanding what we can deliver so that they can get the most out of our industry i think we need to take them willingly or reluctantly to demonstrations so that we can take them to somewhere that says look this is what we're actually showing you there's been a lot of noise made about driverless cars driverless cars will be marvelous taxis well i've got neighbors who use taxis and they rely on the driver 
to help them in and out because they're not very mobile. They've got, in one case, they've only got one leg. And I think we need to be able to show politicians I know what the rhetoric is, I know what the political dogma is saying, but this is on the ground, this is what is happening, this is what we can do. If you describe clearly the outcomes you want, we can give you various options to get there. Well, I know for a fact there are four senior people from the Department for Transport heading to Los Angeles representing the United Kingdom and learning on behalf of the United Kingdom government. I'm sure that will be a similar story across most countries in the world. Eric, we will talk more when we're in Los Angeles. Thank you for giving us a heads up on the key issues we're going to be talking about when we get there. Sponsored by Suaco, Gevi, Nota AI. One dot network and Navtech radar. This is Highways Voices. It wouldn't be a Highways Voices from a Congress somewhere in the world if I didn't introduce to you Swaco and friend of Highways Voices. And in fact, all the podcasts I've ever produced from events is Richard Neumann of Swaco, who organizes the Swaco stand and basically has his eye across everything that Swaco does. And Richard, uh, you're busily organising your stand in Los Angeles at the moment, um, getting everything ready for another impressive show. Yes, we are trying our best, Paul, because Los Angeles is not next door for us here from from Europe. To organise something like that, our participation in the uh, ITS World Congress over thousands of miles is not as easy as if it were in, in Europe alone. The ITS World Congress comes to the doorsteps of our subsidiary in California, McCain. You know that Swaco bought McCain in the year 2016. And since then, uh, the company has been part of the Swaco family. But now we are introducing the next step by renaming McCain Inc. into Swaco McCain Inc. So this means that we are anchoring the Swaco brand also in the legal entity's name of our Californian affiliate. And remind those that don't know what McCain brings to the Swaco suite of products. When we bought McCain in the year 2016, we made a big step in entering the ITS market in, in America. You know that Swaco has been active in the road marking systems sector in the US already since the 1970s. But for the ITS industry, it was always very difficult for us to, to get a foothold in, in America. And by acquiring McCain, we, we managed to get this because, you know, the U.S. market is very special. The U.S. consists of 50 states with 50 different departments of transportation. And there is a lot to consider if you want to make your products that are produced in Europe uh, ready for being sold in the U.S. market, which is almost impossible because there are so many specifications to respect that it's easier to buy market share in the end. That's an issue, I guess, because we're, we're at the World Congress where there will be a lot of U.S. Uh, customers. Mm -hmm. But the the issue, I guess, is actually knowing how to navigate around the US market. How different do you find as a global company your approach has to be in the US compared to Europe? And what are the similarities? 
Our policy is to always be very close to the different markets on our planet, which means that in order to be successful in the United States, you have to be there. Yeah, you can't do business from Europe in the, U in the US, or it's very difficult. If you have a country that has the size of a continent, you have to deal differently with that. And um, our colleagues in the United States, they know the market, they know um, the peculiarities you, you have with, with the uh, different uh, departments of transportation. It's also a little bit different to do business in, in the US, I think. Maybe the US is more boasting things sometimes, and we are a little bit more modest in Europe if we promote our products and solutions. Yeah, a difference between the two continents. Mm. It's very funny. It reminds me, Richard, of a friend who worked mm. for an engineering company and got back from Silicon Valley and was looking at the products that he'd inherited as he started this job and mm. was pointing out to them that the work they were doing was far better than anything that was happening in Silicon Valley and they needed to be shouting about it. And one mm. of the engineers turned to him and said, but isn't that just showing off? So I think, mm. yes, you're right. There is a very big difference between our approach in Europe to how you would market something and the way the Americans would do it. So mm -hmm. what will you be shouting about, therefore, and uh, um, going big about on the Swaco stand in LA? Of course, our colleagues from from Vista in California, from Swaco McCain, will be on site, will be on the stand. They will also show their latest um, advanced traffic controller cabinet technology and Swaco will of course focus as in all the exhibitions we are going to on the my city the Swaco my city urban mobility management software suite which we are refining every day in the meantime we are integrating even floating car data into into this and the next step is to refine the Swaco my city product also with the help of a canadian startup we have uh, entered into a collaboration with uh, MicroTraffic, which is a Saskatchewan-based startup company who we already met in, in Amsterdam during InterTraffic. And they are having a look at intersections and they record and assess near-miss situations. So if you have a near-miss between a right-turning car and a bicycle that is traveling parallel to the street or road, there are near-miss situations where people might get injured, where the vulnerable road users get hurt. And here you can do a lot to mitigate these uh, critical situations in traffic. And we are trying to introduce this near-miss scenario now in, into our software uh, together with the Canadian startup. So the vulnerable road users are always in the focus of Swaco, but we are also... As we are in California, as we are not so far away from Silicon Valley, uh, we are also talking about the topic of road markings and automated driving. You know that Swaco is a very prominent player in, in producing and marketing road marking systems, glass beads, and so on. And this is very important to have so that the, the technologies of the cars, like LiDAR, like video cameras, and so on, that they can read the road and are able to orient themselves at very good quality.
quality road markings. Sounds all fantastic. And I look forward to chatting to the Canadian startup with you in Los Angeles when we're actually on the exhibition floor during the week, Richard. As always, thank you for Swarco's support of my podcasts and therefore supporting uh, Highways Voices from Los Angeles this time for the World Congress. And Mm. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks in L.A. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. And please feel free to join also our reception, which we do on the 20th of September at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. A Swarco drinks reception, and I'm not going to come. I can't see that happening, Richard, at all. Yeah. I will see you there. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. This is Highways Voices with Paul Hutton, sponsored by Notter, AI, Gevi, Swarco, One Dot Network, and Navtech Radar. We'll have our partner news in a moment and hear from Gevi plus our guide to LA. But first, let's talk to one of our other international sponsors with a brilliant road safety solution, South Korean company Nota AI. Heijin Lee is global business manager based in Seoul, and she explains the big unveil to take place in LA. Now we are almost ready for our actual demo for safe crossing and there will be quite surprising videos from our partners and customers talking about notas like potential we have as an ITS players in this industry. So this is the main thing that we are preparing right now. You talk about uh, safe crossing as a a concept and it's a very interesting concept and you can explain that in a moment but i know that it's being implemented within south korea but you're actually going to have a demonstration of it that people can actually see in los angeles yes that's correct not just only see the solution itself they can experience our solution in our booth because there will be the actual crosswalk in our booth with the monitor with the actual video of the of the road and the intersections. So they can pretend themselves as a pedestrians on the road. Then when in the monitor, the car's coming to the crosswalk in the booth, so they can actually know when it's going to happen for the collision in advance. That's incredible, the idea that you can actually spot an accident before it happens. So explain to me how safe crossing works. The safe crossing is kind of possible solution that we could develop thanks to the agile technology as our core competence because in the edge processing we can realize this kind of real-time notifications based on this real-time data processing thanks to those kind of safe crossing not only we can predict the collision in advance also we can classify the level of danger of that circumstances coming from one to five so you can also see those screens through the dashboard that we developed on site in our booth so there will be two big columns for the safe crossing the first one is actual demo and the second one is the dashboard that we realized to visualize our solutions to the customers and visitors to the booth so how it's going to be shown to the customers for example the local authorities transport uh, the man in charge for the transport division there will be the map and the real videos and the record of the events also with the level of danger so they can track the history and analyze how danger it was afterwards so there are two values to this one is in real time some sort of warning 
to a pedestrian or a cyclist so that they can have a few seconds to stop whatever they're doing in order to avoid a collision but secondly to provide a reporting system to the roads authority so they can properly understand where accidents are close to taking place in order to mitigate against them with maybe engineering changes or or other solutions yes that's correct so they can know when it happened in in the past and how they can protect in the future at both both at the same time so i hope it helps local authorities to for example to set more safety zones based on those kind of analysis and how do you warn a pedestrian or a cyclist in that amount of time that they may be about to step out in front of a vehicle or some other danger is close by at the moment our solution is mainly focusing on the collision prediction between the vehicles and pedestrians but there there is kind of analysis of the of the prediction based on the trajectory tracking for example based on the tracks that the vehicles or pedestrian has come, they can know the direction that they will go in two, three seconds. So this kind of analysis can give you the meeting points of both of them in in the very close future when where they're going to meet. So this kind of trajectory tracking helps them to predict the collision and it helps to make those kind of safe crossing solution in the in the actual site. So this is a fantastic piece of road safety technology. Um, who are you looking to talk to about it when you're in Los Angeles? Now it's almost the first time to present ourselves in global ITS or the overall transport industry through the ITS Work Congress. So we are really open to talk with any kinds of segment for the, as a customer, but mainly we are as a software focusing on AI provider, we are looking for partnering uh, corporates with uh, hardwares or connectivity infrastructure so that we can customize to their items to provide our software, including this kind of AI core technology. We recently decided to have a session in our booth to explain our overall solutions. Of course, you can hear this kind of explanation whenever you visit our booth. But there will be our CEO, Myung Soo Che, and also the general manager of our Berlin office, Seri An, will be the main presenter of the session. That will be like once a day from Monday to, to Wednesday in, during the exhibition. Then we will introduce about our sessions. Okay. Well, we will talk further when we're in Los Angeles. I look forward to on the podcast actually testing it out on the crosswalk on your stand and we'll see just how it works in uh, in real time on highways voices from los angeles great see you very soon then you're listening to highways voices thanks to our sponsors swaco gevi notary ai navtech radar and one dot network we'll hear from one dot network and navtech radar when we get to la and we'll hear from gevi in a moment but don't forget our partners too Here's Sarah with news from them. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations ITS UK, Elkrig, Adept and the Transport Technology Forum. ITS UK and the Automotive Electronic Systems Innovation Network, ASIN, have signed an agreement to work closely together on the promotion of transport technology solutions. 
The Memorandum of Association between ITS UK and ASIN intends to form a forum for bilateral cooperation in intelligent transport systems to support membership value and international relations. The two parties will share knowledge of ITS research as well as in-vehicle and connected and highly automated vehicle technologies. They have committed to give particular attention to improving membership value and promoting research, educational and commercial cooperation. The Transport Technology Forum announced the date of a one-day autumn update conference on Tuesday the 15th of November in central Manchester. That meeting will follow the format of last year's autumn in-person event in York, with TTF working groups updating delegates on their progress and a range of speakers leading discussion of wider issues around transport technology. TTF is also building on the success of this year's annual conference in Liverpool by planning for an even bigger and better event in the Midlands from the 16th to the 18th of May next year. It's a busy time for the TTF at events. It's already been represented at the ASIN conference in Birmingham and will attend the JCT Traffic Signal Symposium in Nottingham next week before being part of the British delegation at the ITS World Congress in Los Angeles. In October, TTF personnel will be at Strictly Highways in Blackpool, at the ITS UK Members Day in Milton Keynes, and in November at Highways UK and at the Transport and Energy Forum conferences, both in Birmingham. Talking of Strictly Highways, Elkrig's Practical Steps on the Journey to Net Zero webinar series will be brought to life at this year's event in Blackpool. Launched earlier this year, the series is exploring in detail the work being done to accelerate the transition to clean energy and sustainable roads. Both Colas and Breeden are the primary partners for this series and will have representatives participating in a panel debate entitled Disrupting Our Way to Net Zero. The session will take place on day two of Strictly Highways, the 6th of October. The theme for this year's event is centred around making the case for local roads. The programme will be split into four key focus areas, net zero, collaboration, innovation and skills, which align to Elkrig's key activities and initiatives. Keep an eye on Elkrig channels for full details of the conference programme in the coming days. Finally, news from ADEPT regarding the fact many bus services across England are yet to recover their pre-pandemic passenger numbers, leaving a funding shortfall for some operators. The government held back some of the £106.8 million bus recovery grant extension funds issued early this year and has now opened applications for contingency bus recovery funding. Primarily aimed at small and medium-sized operators in financial distress, the funding stream can only be accessed through an application by the local transport authority. The guidance document for local transport authorities to help them navigate the strict criteria and eligibility for applications is now available on the ADEPT website. And talking of the JCT Traffic Signal Symposium, you'll hear me from there next week here on Highways Voices. This is Highways Voices with Paul Hutton, sponsored by Notter AI, Gevi, Swaco, One Dot Network, and Navtech Radar. Now, Gevi is a German traffic information company that's grown into doing so much more in roadway management and is now helping authorities with active travel. UK rep Danny Woolard explains. It's not just about live information for the cyclists it's the ability for transport agencies to manage data about their active travel routes their cycling paths so the data will be used we think primarily internally for um, management of those cycleways the product is now pretty much 
developed in terms of its first stage, uh, first phase of the product. There's quite a lot of work going on in the industry regarding development of sort of a whole plethora of what could be classed as intelligent transport systems aimed very much at cyclists. So yes, information for cyclists, but more importantly, how does a transport agency manage cycleways, cycle paths in terms of closures, repairs, those sorts of things, the things that traditionally Gavi has been involved. Could it also be used in any sort of planning circumstances? I'm thinking of the podcast we ran of Chris Boardman's speech at the Transport Technology Forum conference where he was talking about making it safer and easier for people to cycle and walk and that you know you've got to make that work first you can't just say start cycling and walking on the existing infrastructure is there a way that Gevy can help local authorities with that side of things so I think I'd, I'd just jog back sort of 30 odd years when we all got involved in sort of, you know, real time traffic information. And, you know, it was the, this situation of a chicken and egg, you know, developing data sets for navigation systems, but there were no navigation systems for those data sets. And I think we're seeing the same in the mobility and the mass market as well. It has to start somewhere. I've had some very interesting conversations with companies involved in collecting automated data. The whole concept of floating bike data is very much there. And people say, well, you know, what's what's the issue? Why would you report that to a cyclist? And it's not about that. It's looking at um, volumes of cyclists, prioritising signals, all those things now that FVD in the traffic world can do and it's trying to project forward about how that could be done for cyclists as well. Gevi is in its 30th year this year. So the work in Europe uh, regarding uh, broadcast traffic data and broadcast traffic services actually did start 30 years ago. I'm not quite there in terms of a 30th anniversary now, but certainly 25. When I first started to get involved in running the service and developing the service in the UK. So it does make me feel slightly old, but uh, hey, I'm getting old. And you'll hear more about some other brilliant Gevi solutions when I'm in L.A. But when I'm also in L.A., I'm not just going to be in the Congress Centre. One of the things I think you have to do when you go to somewhere is see the place you're visiting. So I caught up to get some advice from an old friend who I've got to know through years of going to congresses, who's originally from Newcastle, but has lived in Los Angeles for 33 years. Now, you might have heard this on a bonus podcast last week, but it's worth listening to again as we bring you Alan Cleland in Alan's Guide to LA. As a city, it's a, um, obviously a major, major urban area and it's, it sprawls. It has, it's so large. It's actually just a little bit smaller than Greater London. The city of Los Angeles has several different areas, very distinctive areas um, of the city. Um, you've got the downtown area, and areas to the to the east and to the west, to the south, all with very distinct characters. So when you come to visit Los Angeles, um, don't think that you'll see it by coming to the city center. You really just get a feel for Los Angeles and appreciation for its diversity by visiting these different areas as much as possible. Because obviously the convention center is just on the edge of downtown. And when Mm -hmm. I stayed in downtown back, I think in 2014, I remember going out to try and find something to eat. 
and ended up having to ask a policeman where I could find a bar that would be serving food because I genuinely was just walking around and it was just streets and traffic. Um, it does seem that the best bits of Los Angeles are the beaches or West Hollywood or maybe some of the other neighbourhoods like Pasadena, that sort of area. I'm going to correct you here. Um, the, the, the beaches are not Los Angeles. Los Angeles is the largest city in L.A. County but there are 87 other cities in the county of Los Angeles. And so when you think of the beaches and you think Malibu, oh, that's a separate city. Anybody who follows volleyball, Manhattan Beach, which is the center of uh, volleyball, beach volleyball, that's another city. When you think of the beaches, it's not the city of Los Angeles. You know, these are different areas within the county of Los Angeles. So we're going to chat during the week in LA uh, during the Congress with different little ideas that we could uh, do as visitors in the evenings or maybe before we start the Congress when we arrive and then just afterwards. But for people that are turning up before the event and they've maybe got a couple of days to get over the jet lag, what are your sort of must-do suggestions that we can enjoy? It's hard to resist the beach. And it certainly is. And September will be a great time to be at the beach. The city of Santa Monica in the south, another city, of course. That's a tremendous pier. Tremendous restaurants on the pier and adjacent to it. And you can walk down from Santa Monica towards Venice Beach. And Venice Beach is, has the boardwalk. Tremendous amount of activity going on, especially on weekends, where there are um, just informal gatherings of, of people to play music together. I haven't been down there for a couple of years because of COVID, but it used to be um, on Sunday, big band drummers got together. Just the atmosphere is tremendous. There's a skate park, roller skating park, tremendous skateboard facility. It's just a fascinating place to be and walk through down the boardwalk. And then to go to Venice itself, it has its own canals, like the famous Venice. And you can wander around there, some beautiful houses, a lovely neighborhood. Um, and that's all in that beach area, which is very accessible from downtown. If you're more inclined to look at historical Los Angeles, the museums are just world-class museums that we have, especially if you go out to the west towards Beverly Hills, but still in Los Angeles along Wilshire Boulevard, we've got the LA County Museum uh, of Art, which is a tremendous facility. And for those of you who are interested in cars and autos, we have the Peterson Motor Museum adjacent to it. That's a concentration of very, very interesting museums to go and visit on the west side of the city. And equally on the, on the east side, moving out of um, the city of Los Angeles, not too far away in a place called San Marino, and we have the, the Huntington Library. And it's a, one of the best library collections in the world, private collection from Mr. Henry Huntington, who built the rail lines coming out from the East Coast. Wonderful art collection. And I remember taking my father there, bless him, and we walked into one of the galleries, which is full of constables and Gainsboroughs. And he stood in front of the blue boy, Gainsborough's blue boy, and he said, that's not here. It's in the National Gallery. <laughs> he could not believe the paintings that were in the Huntington. And the documents are just phenomenal as well. There's uh, one of 13 Gutenberg Bibles, and also original manuscript of uh, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. So there's plenty of places to go and satisfy your interests in, uh, in LA in the area and easy to get around as well. Talking of getting around, Alan, how 
easy is it? Do we need to rent a car or, you know, is public transport an option or are we going to rely on Mr. Uber or Mr. Lyft? I wouldn't recommend renting a car for the conference if you're uh, traveling in and around the city. It's just inconvenient. Parking is very expensive. But there's a tremendous rail network, metro rail network. You can download the app from the, the website tap2go, T-A-P-T-O-G-O, tap2go.net. Because TAP is the name of the travel card that you put money on. But you can put it all on your app. And you can travel out to the beach, travel anywhere within, within LA County almost on the rail lines. But Uber is very convenient, Uber and Lyft, for getting around. But if you are going to travel farther afield, there are regional rail line, metro rail, to travel on as well. But then there's always renting a car. But I think that would be almost the last resort for me, unless you would... Tra- planning on traveling large distances, going out to the desert, for example, uh, out to the east of Los Angeles, traveling down to San Diego. You know, San Diego is an hour and a half drive away. Looking forward to finding some downtime in LA, but my primary reason to be there is to guide you across this vast event. And I hope I've started today with this preview. Thanks to our sponsors, Gevi, Notarei, Swaco, One.Network and Navtech Radar. Now, don't forget whether you're there with me or not going to be in California to catch up with what's going on with Highways Voices every day from the World Congress. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you soon. Highways Voices from the ITS World Congress in Los Angeles is presented and produced by Paul Hutton and sponsored by Gevi, Suaco, One Dot Network, Navtech Radar, and Notter AI.